Good afternoon and welcome to episode 39 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. And I'm back once again with Her Royal Highness, Kareen. Hello. Hello. I'm doing the queenly wave the, here. She's, <laughs> Hello. she's doing the royal wave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we have been discussing the crown. Is, is there anything else to discuss? No, I don't think no, so. No, there isn't. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on rapidly. Anyway, today we have been um, sent a question um, from a lady by the name of Kelly in Western Australia, and she asked us to discuss at length um, switching between planner sizes and trying to do it in a productive way. Um, and I think we've all been guilty of this one at some stage or another. I'm guilty you know, of it now. Yeah, switching between different sizes when your circumstances change, but you know it doesn't. It's it's never a, a happy ending, is no, it? No, it's scenario? not. I'm currently in purgatory when it comes to the planners. I'm having a massive planner fail. And I was looking forward to doing this episode for Kelly because this question comes up so often. And there is so much um, gnashing of teeth that goes on when one has to change sizes for whatever circumstance that I thought, I know Steve uh, thought this would be a wonderful topic to discuss. I concur wholeheartedly. One of the rare occasions that Steve and I actually do agree on things is planners. <laughs> and so here yeah, we are. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> to add to the complication, though, um, it's not just changing sizes these days, is it? It's going ring bound, bound. Right. Strings, no, no strings. strings. <laughs> and do you think... It's like a musical you know, instrument. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like trying to hit ducks at a fairground, really, isn't it? You know, we, we, what size are you in this week? Sort of I thing. really wish that planners at some point... It's sort of like walking into a Western supermarket when you're just bombarded with so many choices, you don't know what to take, and so you just walk out with nothing. That's what happens to me oftentimes. I really yeah. wish I'd just walk in, and they would say, planners are us, and they would have one planner, <laughs> and I'd walk in, and I'd buy the damn thing and move on with my life. But that's not where I'm at. I'm at the point where I have all the sizes, and I'm just upset at all it, of them. Know, here's a product waiting to be um, created, isn't it? It's a It's a planner of just pages, and those pages can fit into some form of bound contraption or ring bound contraption. And, you know, you can swap them in and out as you wish sort of thing. Yeah, but it's not the actual planner, is it? It's, it's the called sizes. the binder clip. It's the sizes, Steve. <laughs> it's not just the actual paper itself. Yeah, Outside the true. mechanism, it's the sizes too. And so that's what we're up against, Kelly. Thank you for for bringing up such a painful topic. We are here to take it apart and scratch at the wound as necessary. <laughs> Go on, Steve. <laughs> Try and heal the wound. Yeah. The um, I've seen this so many times, though. I, I've witnessed sort of sort of people sort of saying, "Oh, I've just you know, the, the, you you get this sort of message that comes up and saying, I've just changed from this size to this size," and then the painful rendition sort of three or four nights later of i've rewritten all of my calendar for the whole last nine months <laughs> and you think why didn't you just sort of 
have a break no i had to do it and they'd go through all of this rewriting of all their notes from the last 12 months they're rather ambitious i don't i'm very lazy when it comes to that if i actually have i just do a break and i start fresh from where i'm at but there is a loss there is some sort of grieving process that happens when i realize (laughs) that all the work i've put into the year now has gone away i mean what do i do How, how do i deal with that steve well, the other thing that I've seen happen a few times is um, people send me a request saying, have you got, you know, because on Filofax we've got the 2017 diaries, you know, they're the prominent ones at the top yeah. of the page sort of thing. And they ask me for a 2016, I said, just, just scroll down the page. And you think, why are they asking for a 2016? And then it's the 10th or the 11th month of the year. And then you, it dawns on you that they're going through this They've changed sizes, you, as I've done. They've changed sizes. <laughs> <sighs> it's painful, I know. <laughs> or, even worse than that, they'll ask me for a 2014 or 15. They've got into this size, and they want the last two or three years to all match. And you think... No, no, that would that would hurt my brain. I've got yeah, I've got so it's... much m- more things to do that I just could not go back and retrace my steps that way. I wouldn't want to. That would be horrific. It, it would be like me trying to night write write get me blow my teeth in write neatly in my plan, yeah that's not going to happen rejecting the whole thing <laughs> because I hadn't done it right and start again yeah. <laughs> I don't think I get past January the 31st, I don't think that right. Well, it's, you know, (laughs) you've touched upon a very important subject, Steve. Mm. Initially, I I know I wrote an article once on why people don't use their planners because they're terrified of their handwriting and they think that it's got to be all Mm. nice and neat. And there was a a joke done once that a page, first page of a planner always looks so neat and then the second page just looks like it's gone (laughs) out the window, right? Um, Don't worry about the handwriting, just use it. But then we run Mm. into this, what happens in life when you're circumstances change and for example you're in you find yourself working at a desk mostly and all of a sudden from working at a desk you've been told that you're now going to be a lot more mobile you're going to have to travel Mm. a lot what do you do then what do you stop do do i carry this desk box around with me simply Mm. because i'm in love with it what how does this work do i have to pay a chiropractor now to you know (laughs) subsidize my my pension for large take out a subscription take out a subscription yeah funny (laughs) (laughs) the um i've noticed this all over the years in several times and to the point where i actually did a a bit of a naughty podcast really not a, a post podcast on the brain here, um about uh, and i literally just titled it so it's happening in pocket at the moment or something along those lines because what had happened was i'd suddenly spotted um a series of different blog posts from several different people and, and videos as well where they were all explaining why they'd shifted in to pocket size from personal size and i sort of thought hold on there's too much of a trend going on here they, they haven't consciously all decided to do this together right. this was it's not a conspiracy all individuals. <laughs> yeah they'd all there was 10 or 12 people suddenly did this and i thought hold on something there's a trend going on here somewhere and sure enough not necessarily the same people did it at the same time but come later in the year they all shifted back again I'm thinking, why is that then? Now, the only thing that I could think of that 
well, to my sort of small whatever, um, <laughs> that made sense was the fact that um, during the summer months, we could tend to wear lighter clothes. True. We carry smaller bags, right. maybe. Right, um, And, or our lives maybe maybe not quite so busy or whatever so people shift down a size sort of when it gets a bit quieter but then they suddenly realize come september when all everything starts taking off the kids go back to school and all of a sudden all hell lets loose um they suddenly need more space to plan in and therefore the thing just isn't, more activities you know, more schedules more 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 yeah. right which I suppose brings me back to my age-old um, method of saying, right, before you do anything, decide on what size you're going to work in. Now, when I got this question by email the other day, it triggered in a thought that whilst we um, shift from one size page size to another... Yeah. And there can be quite a bit of difference in those page sizes. For instance, going from pocket to personal, you've got a taller and a slightly wider page. Going from personal to A5, it's considerably wider and considerably taller. So the actual percentage difference is quite su sufficient there. And, you know, you get sort of comfortable in one size or another. The bigger difference or the or not so big a difference, depending which way you look at this, is when you start looking at the size, the bulk and size, thickness, the overall volume, if you like, mm. of those planners. Now, a 19mm ring pocket is quite a bulky item. If you take it to the extremes of saying, well, how big's a pocket Miyakara? Well, a pocket Miyakara from Gilio can be almost as big as some personals, apart from it's slightly that's right. shorter in height. Right, because it's But it's chunkier. only got tiny rings in the damn thing. Right. And that's the it's, daft thing. We were know. talking about this earlier. It's a similar, if you, if yeah. you open up a, a bottle of Coke and you pour yeah. it into a tall glass or you pour it into a short glass, it's still the same amount of information. Mm. It's just being housed in a different medium. Mm. And so the idea is to say, okay, well, you've got yourself a pocket size, but really how much overall volume, how, what kind of a footprint does mm. that planner hold? And I think that you're right. In the summer times, people do carry lighter loads and don't want to be burdened mm. by heavy books and bags and sort of thing. And so it switches. But then what do you do, Steve, when you say, okay, well, decide on size on a blank piece of paper. And I've done that many times. I call that the planner planning where I do take out a piece of paper and I say, well, I've got... but the piece of paper I take out is always very large. And I've got to do my thinking on very large pieces of paper. And so I find myself in that conundrum where, yeah, I've decided on a size, but now my life circumstances have changed. Mm. Now that I've decided on size, I decided on size perhaps six months ago. And now six months later, I suddenly have a change in circumstance that requires me to carry a lighter load. And so how do I go reconciling that into an, a different size that now supports the circumstances I'm in. Hmm. They, if, if you take it and the next stage up sort of thing, and we sort of mentioned this a bit earlier as well, uh, before we came on air as it were, is the fact that 
certain if you look at certain personal sizes and okay yes you can get smaller ring versions blah 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 but in certain circumstances the ring size will be the same in personal as it is in a5 yes yet the, you know the bigger ringed versions do look a lot bulkier than maybe you know because it's spread over a bigger area an a5 of the same ring size say 25 mil doesn't look anything like as bulky okay it's a bit of a big thing to carry around that's the only downside i've adjusted to it but i'm not everyone um well think of it now, this way though it's a bit of a bigger thing to carry around you're right but the mm. circumstances in which you're carrying it involve you going from home where there's a desk mm. to another location where there's a desk if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And so that's the issue that I'm running across is that I'm probably going to be going from home to a place where there is no desk. Yeah. And so how do I reconcile that? How do I take my calendar with me that was written on a nice desk where I have ideal environment for writing things down and thinking mm -hmm. where I can remove inserts and have it be comfortable to a place where I need to write on the fly and still have this information mm. be reconciled with all my other thoughts and color coded and all the other things that I do without having to replicate or triplicate content on a daily basis, right? Because that's not <laughs> what we're about. We're about getting things done. We're not about sitting there and writing things ad nauseum. That's an obvious solution is to use more than one planner. But as I am testament to this, it doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. You know, the idea of having something that you carry around with one lot of content in it, but there is going to be duplication, no doubt about that, because how else are they ever going to use work in tandem? There has to be some duplication. Um, and then maybe an A5 at home or whatever size you're You know, I using. do have a solution to all of this, but none of the companies have listened to me thus far, and maybe there's a company out there that's willing to listen. Imagine a world where our technology pairs up with our analog devices such that I can take my iPhone with me out during the day, plug in the things that I need, and when I come home, I just hit print, and it prints onto personal size or prints out onto A5 size, and the world is fine again. <laughs> The trouble is, is not many of the technology companies know about what what you were talking about if you said personal They have no size. clue. They have no clue. No. Even A5, if, though, you stand that chance. Right, or letter size, and which happens now. Yeah. If I want to print out my iCal on letter size mm. or whatever size, I, I can still print out on A5 size. But I can't mm. squeeze everything onto personal size or have it split up onto two pages mm. so that it can take up a two-page view of what I need. <laughs> you sent me some notes in Evernote. You wouldn't believe how much struggle I ended up to do. Wait, to, hold that up. Let me see that. Out. What is that? I ended up getting them onto one page, but it wasn't easy. Yeah. I can tell oh, you. yeah. That's true. <laughs> so I don't think that's the answer. I, se I sent Steve some notes on podcast ideas, and I decided to use technology. So what I did was I wrote everything down on long strips of paper, B5 strips of paper, and I scanned it into Evernote. And I had Steve connect with me on Evernote so that he can then extract the information. And the latest discussion was that he had turned the PDFs into JPEGs so that he can better position it to be read or printed or whatever he did to it. I ended up using a collage um, app to bring things together onto one sensible size. I, I should have just popped it in the mail and sent it to you via yeah, post, Yeah, it might right? have been easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now the the other thing, of course, is to sort of main the other 
solution per se or possible solution is the fold out pages yep. um, in say personal size yeah again it's wonderful if you've got a desk to write Correct. on because you can't write on the folded out bit because it's got pens and god knows what behind especially it especially if you're in a um, rush and you just want to jot things yeah. down so it's not easy to sort of contend with um different sort of sizes and what have you. I think the discussion also has to include, Steve, the idea that I'm, I fundamentally believe there ought to be only one calendar. You can still have multiple planners, but the yes. calendar needs to be housed in one environment. And I think that's where my struggle is right now because I need my calendar with me. It's not just mm. jotting things down saying, well, I need to have my to-do list with me. That's nice to have, but to-do lists fit on B5, A5, personal, pocket. They fit mm. everywhere. It's not the to-do list that's the problem. It's housing the calendar that allows for not just appointment making, but for future planning. And if future planning for me with the, the brain that I have, unfortunately, requires me to see things in context and the larger the context, the better I understand where my life is going. And mm. so that's the struggle I have. That's why I don't plan in personal size. I tried. I, I, God knows poor Shang Cheng. She tried to send me all kinds of sheets and papers. And though promising at start. I consistently struggle with not being able to see things in the larger picture and the larger picture always leads to larger paper format. So I'm stuck with this idea of I think I'm eventually just going to have a duplicate calendar where I need to follow up with it on a daily basis just to keep up with it. A personal size and an A5 or personal and, and desk fax or B5 size. Yeah, I've done, you know, various um a5 has been a sort of a constant thing in my It seems to circle around, life. right? For all of us, A5 just seems to come around. In, since 2005, 2006, I've been using A5 one way It's just another. so prominent. There's so many availabilities yeah. for it. But I've also, you know, as you know, um, sort of paired it with a personal size. I've used A6 quite a bit which again was convenient because it's the same page size proportions as A5. Um, but I'm fortunate, I suppose, that I've found this equilibrium in terms of the page size, the planner size um, for what I actually do each week um, in my small little world. Um, in I'm fortunate that I don't have huge numbers of appointments to deal with. Others won't be so um, lucky with that. I can imagine some people, um, particularly if they are going to a, a real work situation, will have dozens of appointments. So, so just splitting your day up into four chunks, as I do, each day has four slots in it, is not going to be sufficient. Mm. You know, they need a sort of a, a vertical layout just purely for appointments alone let alone the tasks side of things um, that they have to account for each day now some of the quo vadis planners which they've used the same design since the mid 50s or whenever they've always stuck to more or less the same layout where they have a vertical you know so there's tends to be six vertical columns for each day of the week and Sunday sometimes shares with Saturday 
or it sometimes ends up tucked away on its own somewhere. And if you work Sundays and you're just out of luck on yeah, that you're, one, right? you've, you've, you've had it, basically. But they tend to sort of have appointments at the top of the page with sort of tasks at the bottom of the page, as again, in column format. So you've got each day with appointments and tasks, appointments, tasks, etc., going across the page. Um, I've tried using it a couple of times and just got lost with it because I keep losing this one day down the corner <laughs> of the page all the time. <laughs> as you, I'm famous for not knowing what day of the week it is. The best of the times, so I keep thinking today's Thursday, for instance, and it's not. It's uh, another day in the week altogether. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's finding that layout that works for you. I think that's the key thing of on a typical day now this is the difficult thing is if your situation or circumstances change you might go from someone in like in my situation where you hardly have any appointments at all into the situation where you've got lots of appointments Mm. an awful lot more appointments maybe that will reduce the number of tasks you have in the day your tasks might increase, of course, and that just makes matters worse. Um, and this is where I ended up sitting down, because I, I went backwards and forwards through so many different... So I stuck to the same size. This was back in sort of 2010, 11. Yeah. But I changed layouts like the day of the week. It was just trying to find that layout that worked for me. I think you're right, and I think that's where I have to focus because ultimately it's not so much that I have to all of a sudden add all these new appointments that's taking up the space. It's the yeah. ability of my of my brain to see it all in context so that yeah. I can predict where mm. I, I can spend more time, whether it's self-care or home care or car care or wherever I'm spending my mm. time, to see that in context relative to everything else going on. That's the problem I run across. So mm. I can list my appointments all day long. They're not that many. It's just being no. able to keep track of them and know that I can reference one or the other. I mean, I'm trying the HyperDex stamp now thing to see where I can keep track mm. of these things alongside the appointments because that might actually help me be able to reference how much time did I spend sleeping or eating or drinking or whatever it is yeah. that I was doing. And I think there is that, con- what is that, cross-referencing of or indexing mm. of information that needs to happen in my brain so that I feel like I'm in, of course it is a feeling, I feel like I'm in control of things. We're never really in control of things. But if that gets lost and we don't do the planning, imagine the panic mm. that we all have when we don't do the planning. That that's similar mm-hmm. to having a plan or fail is this inability to contextualize the information and know where we're standing in the roles of our own lives you said and i can't remember which episode it was in now it was one of our previous episodes about how you like to sort of color code yeah. things depending on the sort of task with it be a work task a, a relaxation task exercise right. sleeping whatever all those sort of various things that fill up our 24 hours each day sort of thing. yeah um, so you can establish what your balances um, each day each week or whatever and you can sort of try and to try and adjust things and that's that's very important it is because otherwise um, we're just we're not you know we're not put on this planet to wake up and work every yeah. day there's more to life yeah. than getting up and paying bills and I think that's one of the, the reasons I tried to focus on in planerology is to make sure that we are incorporating our own Mm. selves and our well-being in this process because otherwise we would just have the lives that we had without the planners 
Why bother yeah. then if you're not going to contextualize it? One of the reasons why I started doing a journal each day, apart from the, the sort of obvious reasons of sort of recording things, was to actually sort of record things sort of close to the time when I did them. Mm. So I've got something to look back on so I can sort of gain some sort of measure of what I've actually been doing and what achievements I've made. Because even in the work environment, when I worked, I would quite often think, I haven't really done much this month. So, you know, what am I going to write in the monthly report sort of thing? Right. And it was always this big problem of, well, how do I quantify my sort of worth to the organization? Very, sort of very thing? good question. That is something that most people deal with on a daily yeah. basis. Now, it, it's fine. It, it, you know, if you're working in a factory or something and you've got n widgets coming past you every day Correct. and it's a fixed rate and you just sort of you're screwing the box lids on or something or whatever it is you're doing someone somewhere will know that you know on this day you did 403 and the other day you did 400 but it's never that whatever. clear in real life is it no <laughs> when you've got some elements of being able to decide um you know your own work pace and what have you then it's very easy to sort of lose track of how much time you spent doing this or right. how much time you spent doing that. How many, you know, it's the typical sort of thing is you suddenly hit a problem trying to do some crazy thing on the computer or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, three hours have disappeared. And you've got, you, you know, you might have solved the problem, but those three hours, you weren't, they weren't planned. That the, at the beginning right. of the week, you hadn't reckoned on spending three hours trying to deal with T-Mobile or whoever it is, right. just to try and get back into and your own account again. And now it's eaten up three hours of your week. And yeah. at the end of that week, how do you reconcile that time so that you can contextualize it, put it in context, yeah. and say, well, next week, when I come across this issue, here's how I'm going to deal with it. Because if mm -hmm. we're not learning, then what are we doing? So, yeah. So are you suggesting then that perhaps journaling or partially journaling in within an A5 text would would work? Well, not necessarily. I never recommend... I've tried doing it within my planner as a separate insert, uh, but quite often I would ignore it and I would never turn to mm. that. And I suddenly find sort of two or three days had gone past and I'd not recorded anything. Um, but it certainly helped me in terms of knowing what I've actually done and trying to help you predict what level of um, work level is going to be in the future. This is the sort of point I'm trying to get to is if mm. we can try and predict how much requirement we've got in our planner rather than just being very narrow and blinkered into what I've done today, yeah. we can gauge some idea of what what's not just in today but it's in tomorrow the day after the day after the day after so we then know how big this container has got to be so that's actually a very good suggestion and what i'm going to do steve is i'm going to take your suggestion i've already started using hyperdex stamp in my personal size and what if i just took that personal size planner with me on blank pages i don't have any inserts other than mm. blank personal size pages and recorded daily what my activities yeah. were and then went back to my desk facts and incorporated that in the planning and the big picture planning that needs to happen to to process in my brain so that I can see where the mm. improvements are happening. And this would just be the 
picking apart of daily activities that gets me there. Mm. I'm going to try that. That's a very good suggestion. I like One that. One thing that's just entered my head, literally as we've been speaking, is you wouldn't necessarily need to write a journal. Mm. You know, you don't doesn't necessarily need to be written in any great detail. What you could simply do is just record, let's say for argument's sake, your tasks, if you like, were split up into sort of three or four different core things. Home, um, work, you know, family, exercise, or whatever they were. And you just recorded in some simple form how many tasks you had. Like yeah. that. Yeah, like with the hyperdex yeah, so I'm, I'm holding up. Yeah. to show him that I've recorded yeah. my sleep, my eating, yeah. the, the walking the dog, and so on. Yeah. So you re- just simply record over, say, a period of two or three weeks how many tasks you had per week, per day, or whatever it is to sort of gauge what's the norm or what's the average that yeah. you've got to accommodate on whatever size paper I love that. I love that because you're taking the micro and applying it to the macro and yeah. it's all that's the missing that's the missing for me is when I travel I can't travel mm. with all the macro with me even though I yeah. need it with me but if I can just take the micro and keep mm. patternize that and create trends mm. of improvement or regression or whatever it is then I can create for myself a context when I get back home. Mm. So when you're trying to decide what size of page you want, you don't need all the detail of, oh, well, this day I did this, this day I did something else. But it was the, they were both related to yeah. each other. They were totally different. No, you just need to say, well, I only had one task in that area this day, one, two tasks the next day, three the next day, sure. and then back to one. You don't need what it was. You just need to know how many of them it was to then decide, you know, so how many you know, how many lines do I need? Right. Roughly. To create the trends in your life so that you can contextualize yeah. them. That I got it. It's outstanding. Steve, as usual, you're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's trying to uh, sort of describe what subconsciously I've actually done in the last, you know, this last year. I think I've shared the difference between the beginning of the year and the end of the year. And it, it, it is scary, really. <laughs> The fact that at the beginning of the year, the pages were almost blank. <laughs> Isn't that lovely, though? Isn't that the process of planarology right here in action? Is yeah. the science of understanding what is, isn't working for you and pairing it with mm. what is working so that you can then yeah. create another uh, actually tailored, a bespoke planning system mm. for yourself. Not, it's not the planner's fault, people. It's your well, own no. brains. <laughs> You've just got to adapt your thinking to... Maybe you need a different layout, whatever. I actually stuck with the same layout because I'm just lazy. Um, but I just make, made use of yeah, it. Yeah, you made it work for you. It wasn't broken. Right. So, you know, why fix right. it? And we've gone over time. Finally. <laughs> so where can we find you, you will f- on the net? You will find me struggling with my planner fail on Instagram at Karina Tovmasyan and on Plannerology.com and on Facebook at Plannerology. Come find me. And you'll find me trying to create as many zillion different inserts as you can ever imagine on filofaxi.com and the more up-and-coming travellersnotebooktimes.com. <laughs> <laughs>